Rebecca and Lily and you're listening to Just Ghoulie Things. Ooh. Hey Boo Things and welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, the quarantine spooky story special episode 58 and we are your beautiful hosts Rebecca and Lily. Hey! So, welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things. Um, I just kind of wanted to start off, uh, I was obviously talking to Lily before we hit record, and uh, you know how I usually harass you guys in the beginning and or the end of each episode to rate us on Apple Podcasts, preferably five stars and then an awesome review? Well, um, I just saw this one pop up from 19 hours ago, um, and this person titled their five-star review, I Enjoy These Stories. So they go on to say, as a paranormal enthusiast, since I was very young, I was the weird kid reading Hans Holzer's ghost books. Look him up. He's the original ghost hunter. I heard, <laughs> Lily, you're going to enjoy this. I heard about this podcast while attending the New Jersey Para Unity Convention last May. Great oh time, by the God. way. That's when we, so those that didn't attend the uh, convention that weekend, Lily and I had my mom print out at her school Close to like a thousand flyers of Just Ghoulie Things. This is like the first month or two we started the podcast. Yep. And this was before we were even on like on Spotify. So our our flyer says like, uh, f- check us out on Apple Podcasts and Google, I think. And yeah. we just put it everywhere. We put it in all the bathrooms and the stalls. We were <laughs> throwing it on the ground. Like just like if you see, if you're trying to pick up a paper, oh wait, it's Rebecca and Lily. And then like, like that scene in Mean Girls when yeah. Regina prints out the burn book pages and she's walking down the hallway just throwing them. We <laughs> were literally Regina George in that moment and I wish I would have I would have appreciated that more and that reference more back then. But anyway, we even put them in lockers. I mean the whole nine. And I didn't know that people actually started listening to us from that. So that's pretty cool. That's insane. Yeah. So I guess it worked. So September, go to Para Unity because we're going to be putting a thousand more flyers all over the place. And with your help, you could pick up all the flyers that we're going to drop all over the place and then <laughs> listen to our podcast. Okay. So anyway, I started listening to the podcast in my car while exercising and gardening. I can't wait for the for each episode and i love the daily quarantine episodes if you like creepy ghost stories you will enjoy this podcast so this person's username is me beamberg m-e-b-e-a-m-b-e-r-g so thank you so much um i'm sorry if i butchered your your username but thank you so much for the five-star review um i think if we get some really cool funny interesting reviews like that uh we should just start talking about them on the podcast just to show you I guys that so. people are rating us and reviewing us so why don't you and leave an awesome <laughs> review on apple podcast but like i said if you're listening to us on spotify google Podcasts, whatever um you could just screenshot your favorite episode maybe this episode this one turns out to be your favorite one and just post it all over your social media it really does help and it makes lily and i's day when we see um that we are leaving a positive impact in the paranormal community 100 percent, it does so yeah that is how we are starting this episode of the just ghoulie things quarantine spooky story special episode 58 lily let's get to what we do best let's do it every stories all right so i have a couple kind of long stories today me too okay so you guys buckle in because we are in for a ghoulie ride <laughs> okay, this one is called Is My Boyfriend Projecting His Energy or Is There a Spirit in His House? So, Rebecca, I'll read you this and then we'll try to figure out what's going on. Okay. Okay. 
This is my first ever Reddit post, and I'm going to try and be thorough, so I apologize if it's long. For some background, the house he lives in is a pretty good size. Five bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms, two living rooms, but his stepfather, ha his stepfather had built it for the family when he was young. We know there have been no prior owners, but the entire little loop they live on is tucked away in the woods and tends to be a bit strange. My boyfriend is Christian, and I am not religious, but on a more of a metaphysical path. He is pretty empathetic, and I believe Claire Cognizant as well. He's had some pretty in-depth paranormal experiences before and isn't very fond of interacting with spirits because of it, which I respect. He also tends to radiate his emotions like a furnace, and I can always feel when he's sad or frustrated or uneasy. There are several different occurrences, but two in particular that I'd like to talk about. Both happened when he was a bit frustrated with me. Don't get it wrong from reading this, though. He is very sweet and loving. All right, experience one. It was maybe 10 p.m. We were running out to the store real quick. He went down to the car. I'm getting ready. The fairy lights he has strung up on his wall flickered four times as I put my jacket on. Normally, I wouldn't give that a second thought, but for some reason, this spooked me. So I unplugged them and walked outside. When I got out there, maybe two minutes later, he's waiting by the car. He says, were you playing a trick on me? I thought you were already out here. He then goes on to explain that about two minutes prior, every light in and outside of my car blinked about four times. He says he was frustrated at first that I was taking my time to get dressed, but then laughed and thought I snuck out the front door to use the buttons on my key fob to scare him at about the same time that he, I saw the fairy lights flicker. I did in fact have the keys. However, the fob broke a week prior and none of the buttons even worked. I had not put the replacement on my key ring yet. The second occurrence I'd like to write about happened a couple weeks later. It was maybe 5 a.m. and we had not slept yet. He asked if I wanted anything from downstairs and I told him no. He went down to get a snack. Maybe 10 minutes later, as I'm in his bed just scrolling on my phone, I hear him say my name outside of the door in sort of a hissing whisper, Chelsea. I assumed he was frustrated with his hands being too full to open the door and trying to be quiet as to not wake anyone. It was so quiet before that that it startled me well enough to give me a jolt and pretty much fling my phone from my hands. I say, I'm coming, damn, and open the door. But, you guessed it, he's not there. Mm -hmm. I go all the way downstairs to find him still on the opposite side of the kitchen with his back to me making a sandwich. I still, I'm still trembling from being that startled. I ask him if he was upstairs trying to scare me. He could tell on my face I was nervous. He promised he was in the kitchen the whole time. He said he was a bit frustrated because I was upstairs and he could have used some help, but wasn't going to ask me to come down. He said his thoughts were, Chelsea, come help me. And that was before I had even told him what scared me to begin with. He only added that detail to show that he was only frustrated for a second and it wasn't my fault. There have been other odd happenings in the house. We've both seen what we think are apparitions or heard something strange in the house to find we were the only ones there. We have both woken up at the same time from dreams that were almost identical, and he's practically read the exact thoughts of my mind at times. However, we've never exactly felt anything threatening in the house or even had that strange I'm not alone here or I'm being watched feeling here. Uh, too long didn't read. I'm just not sure if there's some sort of paranormal entity here or if somehow my boyfriend really is just projecting his thoughts and feelings. The end. Hmm. See, like, I'm very torn with this one. Yeah. Because there are so many things. There's so many factors that come into play with this, right? 
Mm-hmm. So they don't have the feeling that there's something there, but there are situations where you're hearing, you're hearing the person, but they didn't say anything. Um, I just like what like what do you think in this situation? Do you think that this is maybe someone that's sensitive to I the think people so. they're uh, they're around, and maybe that's why they're getting these feelings or they're experiencing these things. I think that they're, I mean, I think that he might have something kind of maybe attached to him because she says that he's really empathetic and, you know, his emotions radiate and project and everything. So I'm thinking maybe something is maybe not in the house, but attached to him because, you know, it has to do with him every time something happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be just the 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 combination of both people. She could be very sensitive. He could be very empathetic and like together their mm-hmm. personalities and their energies just collide in that and, and, and it creates this outcome. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the most plausible explanation for this. Yeah. I feel like a detective. <laughs> Seriously. And no one asked for our opinions, but we're giving them to you anyway. So. <laughs> okay. My next story is the girl in the back seat of my car is back. Oh god. I cleansed the car and the issues stopped. So um, this person had posted an experience of recently um, seeing the spirit of the young girl in the backseat of the car. So they took the advice that people gave them, cleansed the car, and the issue stopped. But then my mom told me she thought her eyes were playing tricks on her because she thought she'd seen a girl in the backseat once again. I drove my daughter home last night after dark. As soon as we got into the car, she asked me, do you feel that? I instantly looked in the back seat in the rearview mirror and shook my head yes. There was nothing there, but we could both feel it. Dropped her off. Did the normal hug, kiss, goodbye, and left. I can hear a train off in the distance. No matter how far I traveled away from the tracks in town, I could hear it in my mind in the ding-ding of the railroad crossing lights when the arms come down. So I go down a side road called Archer Road to avoid the train that I think I can hear off in the distance. I feel the heavy, dreadful, I'm being watched feeling as I pulled into Archer Road, so I kept glancing into the rear view. I pulled right alongside the train tracks. There was no train. I drove the long way for nothing. Every now and then, I thought I was catching glimpses of her grisly silhouette in my rearview mirror. So I'm thinking quietly to myself, is that my eyes playing tricks on me? Or is that you again, old friend? (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't think, I didn't, I didn't see her like before. Only glances in the rearview mirror, and then she was gone. Almost like the stoplights and car lights around me were fucking with my head. But then I heard in my mind, clear as day, like audio being played in my mind, I'm sorry, so sorry, and could hear crying and sobbing. Oh, so I guess this spirit girl feels bad for maybe making this person feel uncomfortable or make, you know. Uh, So I'm thinking to myself, for what? What have you done? And then the audio in my head tells me, should have listened to mom and dad. So I think to myself, how old are you? And the audio in my head tunes in like static and tells me, 14. So he's like telepathically speaking to a spirit right now. That's so cool. Yeah. So by now I'm questioning my own sanity. Is that the radio playing static? Is that in my head? Why is my right ear ringing like that? Was thinking to myself, is this really happening? What in the actual fuck? Am I imagining all this (laughs) or am I talking to someone with a name? And I hear Colette and I think to myself, Colette, did I hear that correct? And the audio in my mind, I don't know how else to describe it, tells me, yes, you hear me. Me thinking in my head. 
What do you want from me? What do you want to tell me, Colette? And I hear almost a child's voice in the audio in my mind say, my mama cries all the time. My dad yells and drinks. Losing me is killing them. They need me right now. Tell them I'm sorry for not listening to them that night. Tell them I love them and always am with them. Tell my mom and dad I don't hate them anymore and I love them biggie biggie. Pull up to the driveway looking pale and sick, questioning my insanity. Walk into the house. Mom asks, what's wrong? I sit down, collect my thoughts, and repeat to her what had happened and about the audio in my mind that seemed to respond to my very thoughts. She picks up her phone. She Googles our Texas town and fatal car accident. Pulls up pages and pages of fatal car accidents in our area, so she starts clicking on the articles and making her way down the list. About six down, there is a name listed among others, all within the ages of 12 to 15 years old and the last victim named as 14-year-old Colette. Mom goes white and hands me her phone. I read the article and literally freeze when I get to the words, local teens on joyride die when vehicle slams into train at ungated stop. Oh, shit. The intersection I came up on when I came out of the other side of the tracks is the exact intersection these kids died at. Somehow, Colette took me exactly to where the fatal accident occurred, and she had been for weeks. As I hear the train, I often come up on the exact intersection when seeing her and no train or traffic at all. I heard a train while communicating with this young girl. I heard it so clear I drove around the tracks in town to avoid it, but when I came up on the other side of the tracks where my neighborhood is, there is no train, no usual train traffic. I am now 100% positive the girl in my backseat had a story to tell, something she needed help with. I have found her obituary and the names of her mother and father, and I'm working on finding their current address to go speak with them. I must follow through with this. Colette needs me, her parents need me, and I don't want to keep being spooked by the girl in my backseat. Wish me luck. Oh. Yeah, that's like heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, you, it, you make, it makes you wonder why this person. There's so many people going down this route every day, yeah. probably. Why them? And it's yeah. not even just him. I mean, he's experiencing like actually communicating with this spirit, but even the daughter was feeling a sense that there was someone there with them, even though they yeah. both couldn't see anything. So, just an interesting story. Creepy story. Creepy, sad. Hopefully, there's some closure in that story very soon. Oh, I hope so. We got to keep an eye on that user and see, because I bet that he'll post what happens. Well, he's posted once before, so he's definitely keeping us up to date. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, what's your next story? It is called Moving Toys at Friend's House. Hi, everyone. This is my first post ever, so I hope I do it right and that you'll like it. I'm from Belgium, so I hope my English will be understandable. I have a story from when I, a male, was around 10 years old. That would make it 29 years ago. My parents had close friends who just bought a huge old house, and we were there all the time. We were a family with five kids, three boys and two girls, and they had four daughters. We all matched age-wise, so we were there a lot having dinner and playing together. One evening, we were all playing together except for the two youngest kids and I were exhausted from all the fun we were having. One of the bedrooms, the door, one of the bedrooms the girls used had an attic with a trap door. Both rooms filled with toys and we were running up and down making as much noise as possible. (laughs) Truly the best time you could have. I decided to sit down on the ground beneath a window in the bedroom to rest a bit, and everyone kind of quickly disappeared. It was so strange how fast everyone left both rooms to go downstairs that I noticed it. The last person to leave asked me to join them, but I refused, and the atmosphere immediately changed. 
I felt uneasy and took the controller of an RC car and started playing with it. After a few rounds around the room, take a talking doll that was on the mantelpiece started speaking or giggling, and it really scared me. <clears throat> it stopped driving the car, and I stopped driving the car and just started to observe. I crawled back against the wall and kept looking around, calling out to see if someone was close, but no one answered. I kept perfectly still after that and probably scared myself harder than I should, but that was my reaction at the moment. After a few nerve-wracking moments, the RC car made a tiny movement. It totally freaked me out, but I had the controller next to me, and I thought maybe it ac I accidentally touched it. Or maybe RC cars do that sometimes. I don't know. So I kept so I kept looking at it and every now and then it made a movement, always a bit bigger and a bit bolder. I taught I thought, okay, so this person says taught instead of thought, so I'm <laughs> gonna keep on messing that up. I thought I was losing my mind, but also kind of got excited about it until it drove at full speed towards me and I just jumped up screaming and running down the stairs. Um it was a long way till I reached the living room where they were all sitting watching TV. I explained what happened and most of them were not interested. The few I got upstairs to come see me to come see it called me a liar uh, with too much imagination. And that was that I still think about this a lot. I asked my brother later if it was a prank, someone using another controller, but they said, no, that wasn't something we did to each other anyways. So that was it. I never felt comfortable going back afterwards and I never stayed in any room by myself. Still not sure what to make of it. Did my mind play a trick on me? Can RC cars start driving on their own? And what about the doll? Or was something else going on? Let me know if you have any questions. Bye. <laughs> well, this, I feel like we keep going back during our quarantine spooky story specials on our one of our older episodes where we talk about haunted objects. Uh -huh. and yeah, we do go back to that one a lot. It's a classic. It Check is. it out, guys. It's a weird concept. But with the it's it's called an RC car. Mhm. Mm um I'm assuming that's electric cuz they were saying about a remote. A lot yeah. of spirits they feed their energy off of toys and things like that. So clearly mm -hmm. this spirit is intelligent that's there and wants to make itself known for whatever yeah. reason. What do you think? I no, I agree. I think that there is a spirit there that kind of knows what's going on but it also could be that it's confused and it's like "Ooh, what's this you know and moves the car and makes the doll talk so Especially, you know you never really know truly what's going on but i think that there is definitely a spirit in the house just wanting to make contact it could be too like a spirit that's an older spirit maybe from like the 1800s and they see this car that clearly was not invented during this time that the Ooh. child or person was around and they're like oh what is this this intrigues me i can only imagine <laughs> spirits that still uh reside amongst us from the 1800s looking at the development we have now even within the past 10 years and being like what the hell is going on? What is all this that I'm seeing? Probably like, ooh, modern medicine, amoxicillin, <laughs> antibiotics. What is all this? <laughs> so while you're reading that story, a lot happened behind me that I'm happy you didn't see because I felt like it would have freaked you out real quick. So Mike slowly crept down the stairs because he got me an iced coffee. Shout out. Oh, yay, then, Mike. Yeah, brownie points for him. And then... Loki, of course, follows because he's a fucking shadow to all of us. 
And then Loki sees that I'm down here recording and hears your voice and was like looking at the computer screen and didn't want to leave. So Mike's like looking at me like, oh shit, I don't want to interrupt you guys while Lily's reading. And so he's like trying, like, so he's like trying to like get Loki to go up the stairs, but like trying not to make noise. So Mike goes up (laughs) the stairs, comes back down with a tree and lowers Loki up the stairs. This is all happening within like a 45 second span of you reading your story. I had no idea. (laughs) They're sneaky. They're sneaky ones. Okay. Um, So I'm going to do my next encounter titled, I Witnessed a Murder. Ooh. So a decade ago, one of my neighbors disappeared. Since he was an old man and I did not meet him very often, I didn't know that he was missing. One night I fell asleep and had the weirdest dream. I was in a hospital room. There was a corpse, a huge corpse, that was covered with a white sheet. There was also a TV and a woman on the TV screen started to talk about murder. Suddenly, I saw blood appearing on this white sheet like the corpse was bleeding. I left that room with this heavy feeling of sadness. I was walking on the street and checked my pockets. I did not have money, and that made me even more unhappy. I ended up in a neighborhood that I knew well. Then someone that I could not see started to torture me. I remember clearly everything that happened. My murderer cut my legs with an axe. He also burned my skin with a cigarette. I was so frustrated. There was this old man that looked at the whole scene but did not move a finger. I saw the exact place where my invisible murderer lived. Then I woke up crying. This was such a vivid dream. I told my mom about my dream, and a couple of hours later, she went out shopping. When she came back, she told me that my neighbor was found dead in the exact circumstances that I saw my dream. I really tried to talk to his wife and police, but they would not listen to me. I know where this monster lives. I do not know how he... Or what? how he looks like. Oh, she means what he looks like. But I know his place. Police did not find him. It happened almost 10 years ago. I feel responsible and sad. Really sad. I believe that his spirit reached out to me in that dream. He wanted his truth to be told. I am really heartbroken. I live in Europe and police would not believe in such type of medium paranormal experiences. I shared it because someone asked me for more paranormal experiences. And this one is a few that I've had. Wow. That's a lot to carry on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I think it's frustrating, especially for those that are mediums and psychics that can connect with those on the other side that are trying to solve their own murders. And they're trying to go to the police because they are trying to do good with their, their gift. Mm-hmm. And the police, can't, they, they don't listen. Either they don't listen to it because they don't believe in it or... Even if they do believe in it, they can't really do anything about it because there's not a lot of evidence behind it. Yeah. We talked about on the show, we did an episode a while back where we talked about how um, ghosts have helped solve their own murders. And mm-hmm. the first trial that was ever uh, was ever made based off of an account of the um, the victim talking to someone in their dream or coming through somehow spiritually. Mike is behind me, by the way. Don't oh get my freaked God. out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mike's like, shh, I'm not here. <laughs> you having fun over there? <laughs> he doesn't want to be seen. He's a, he says he's a ghost. <laughs> ghost Mike. Ghost Mike. Creepy Mike. Okay, so that is my story. What's your next story? My next story is called I Need Help Immediately. Let's help you. Okay. I'm not one to believe in the unnatural. I find it interesting. Um, I have various cursed items, shrunken heads, sacrificial blades, Ouija boards, haunted dolls, etc. But, but it's because I think they're cool, not because I think they can actually do anything. Those are famous last words right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> recently I came back to my religion and that's about when the things started to happen. I live on a dirt road and it takes 20 minutes to get to the main road. I was driving down it when I saw an unusually tall man. His knees were at, top, at the top of my car. Um, when I was driving closer, I noticed that he had no eyes and a grin that stretched from ear to ear, literally. He had turned his head to follow my car um, and didn't stop staring until I was over the hill. I didn't get scared. I never have. But my eyes watered just looking at him. Nobody believed me when I told them what I saw. It's been two months now, and things are starting to happen. Doors are banging open when I'm in the other room. A doll I own moves around the house when my family and I are out. My dog stares into my mirror all night like he's ready to attack. My mother, a highly devoted Christian, believes demons are trying to possess me, as most of these things only occur when I'm alone. She's only seen the dolls appearing in different locations. She says I need to get rid of every occult item and pray. I don't know what to do. I've always prided myself on the ability to protect myself and my family, but I don't even know how to begin to stop this. Even as I write this, something is knocking on the wall behind me. Please help. Ooh, girl, Sage. All right. Well, Sage, Salt, and listen to your mother, and (laughs) get rid of all that occult stuff, okay? Give it to someone that knows the right the right way to handle it because clearly there's a lot of energy all at once. Donate it to Zach Bacon's museum, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Zach Bacon. Um, but yeah, especially the dog looking in the mirror. Did he say dog or doll? Dog. Dog. Okay, yeah. So, you know, people say that mirrors are portals to the other side. So clearly mm-hmm. the, the dog's seeing some sort of spiritual thing going on. The doll's moving is all you needed to tell me to just tell you to burn those dolls and get them the fuck out yeah. of there. throw the whole doll away. Throw the whole... You know what? Just throw the whole house away at that point. You've just tainted it with all this haunted objects. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. God bless whoever can deal with all that. And then while they're typing this, they're just like, oh, yeah, and the walls are thumping. Okay. Yeah, casual. BRB about to get possessed. TTYL, XOXO. So cute. Might get possessed later. I don't know. <laughs> I, every time I think of that, I think of the meme you posted of Zach Bagans where it's like a Snapchat. It's like, might put Aaron in a haunted basement. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? This was a while back. We posted a Ghost Adventures meme. And, of course, we, like, hashtagged it Ghost Adventures. And then we got a message that says, love your show. And we sent back thanks. And he said, no problem. Is this Zach? Yeah. <laughs> he we were Ghost Adventures. And had no idea about our podcast. <laughs> Oh I don't think we ever discussed that, but we I'm so glad we both saw that. Cause that I was I just let it go. I didn't even reply. I don't know if you replied. I didn't reply to that. I was I like, didn't you know reply. what? I just left it. Just let them think we're ghosting. Like literally our username is just ghouling things. Ghoulie things. Podcast. Oh, I just I can't. I love the internet, but I also hmm, hate Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Must be ghost adventures. I mean, I wouldn't mind having them on the show, but... Wink, wink. Zach Bagans, Aaron Goodwin. I keep wanting to burp, and I don't want to. I'm trying to be classy on the show, even though I'm wearing the same sweater for five days in a row. All right. But it's a cute sweater. I I love it. I really do. Another day, another donut. That is my motto. You know me and my donuts. I am, True. It, this is my grandmother's, too. So it's, and She wore this shirt. This, she wore this sweatshirt religiously. Like... This is, I purposely wanted the sweater because this is exactly how I remember my grandmother with the sweatshirt. So it's like I'm passing on, you know. 
I told I told you that this was the sweater that she first saw me in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to try to do like a like I do want to do like a side by side of like the picture of her and I, and then the picture of me with it on, kind of like oh, twenty four so years sweet. later. I'll post it on Just Ghouly Things podcast on Instagram. Yes. Oh my God. What did you think of the uh, picture that I sent you yesterday from uh, from the show we did? Wait, what? Oh my but, God. Oh, we should post that on our Instagram story. I'm or, posting uh, it today for Flashback Friday. Please do. Because I never realized I had such a baby face in high school. Like <laughs> baby fat was a real thing back then. I never realized. And like I look and like, now my body's starting to change again because your mm-hmm. body changes at certain points in your life. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> and I didn't realize I was taller than you, like a lot taller than you. Yep. Oh, we were so we'll, we'll cute. We'll post it, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. I, I dress up as a teacher that is what I went I, in the show. Was I banging the other teacher? Was that the... You had a flirtationship with the other teacher. That's yeah. And I was a nerd at, at the school that you were the teacher. Yeah. Or were you? No, you weren't the principal. No, right? I was a teacher. I was a teacher that, uh, well, I was like a centerfold, right? Na, 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 yeah. na, 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 oh my na, God. That was such a fun show. Yeah. Lily and I met on the set of Back to the 80s, which is like a musical it's, that's based around all 80s hits. It's so. like the cheesiest, corniest show, but it's great. I love it. I enjoyed doing and performing that show so much. I really did. That's honestly like I didn't even have a lead role and it's one of my favorite roles that I played just because of the show. Yeah, but you also made your character like even though did you have a name in the show? Debbie. It was Debbie. I just I remember you always made your character so much more than what it was. My mom and dad always swore the Lily needs to be on SNL. She she just (laughs) she's just so funny and she's such a lively character as you guys all know by now. But uh, yeah, I that's how I knew we were going to be friends for a long time. Yep. All right. Back to why we are here once again. All right. So my next story is titled Bum in the Subway Read My Mind. <laughs> All right. I was in Detroit recently for a convention. I guess it's not a subway, but it's not underground. I think they call it the people mover. I was waiting for the people mover to arrive near a group of strangers and a bum was sitting nearby. He was talking in a stereotypical crazy voice saying things like, what is wrong with him? What's wrong with this guy? What the fuck? What the hell? I assumed he was some schizophrenic and I felt pretty bad for him and I thought he was seeing people who didn't exist or something like that. Must be crazy. Must be crazy, he said. I thought to myself, yeah, you must be. And he looked directly at me and repeated, yeah, you must be. Oh my God. <laughs> I practically shit my pants because this guy just repeated the exact sentence I said to myself in my head. I kind of felt like it was one of those moments where you're thinking of a word or phrase and then near simultaneously you say that word appear on the, or you see that word appear on the TV by random chance. He quickly looked away from me and kept looking between different people and saying things like, hope the hotel has a pool. Where did I park? Hmm. She's cute. Very cute. I know it could have been a complete random chance from a schizophrenic dude spewing random words, but it really seemed like this guy was somehow hearing the inner thoughts of everyone around him waiting for the people mover and almost involuntarily repeating them aloud. Very creepy. Wow, that is spooky kooky kooky. I, you know what? Okay, please, you guys tell me if I'm going crazy or if I'm not the only one that does this. But have you ever looked at someone and then like you're like in your head, if you can hear my voice right now, cough two times. 
and like wonder if someone will cough two times, like if they can read your mind. Have yeah. you ever done that? I, I used to look at my dog and be like, Clyde, if you can talk, it's cool. I won't tell anyone, just talk. I used to do that all the time with Pepper. Because I swore, if there was any animal that would literally speak in a human voice, it would be that cat. I swear to God. I mean, there's definitely so many animals that know how to talk, but they are smart enough. They know. You know what? We're just going to keep this charade that we don't know what you're saying. And you're just going to wipe up our shit and just feed us and pet (laughs) us whenever we want. And we're good. We're golden. No, but imagine someone reading your thoughts just casually on the subway. Like, that's terrifying. I'm more scared for the person reading my mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lily, what's your next story? All right, my next story is called The Woman with a Hat. Currently, I am working as a speak-language pathology assistant in a school setting. With the pandemic going on, I have been been providing speech therapy from home via Zoom. I have been doing this since late March and have not had any troubles with it. It's quite enjoyable seeing my students and having fun with them. Yesterday, following my normal schedule, I had my first session of the day at 10 a.m. My student was a preschooler. We begin the session and everything is going great. We are talking about Summer, what she wanted to do, and so forth. As we begin therapy, she stops and she stops what she is doing and says, Hey, put on her hat. She then points to the camera. I was very confused and followed up with her. I said, put on my hat. She looks at me strangely and responds, no, put on her hat. Still confused, I said, put on your hat? Again, she said, no, put on her hat. And pointed to the camera, again, suggesting there was somebody beside me. Her older sister sitting next to her, who I also see for speech therapy, looked over to see what was going on. The older sister said, there isn't a girl behind him. What are you talking about? My student then got this really strange look on her face. I looked behind me, and there was nobody behind me. I quickly got chills and goosebumps. I was the only one home at the moment, and there was no room for anyone to stand behind me. I was very creeped out. I changed the subject quickly and didn't follow up with any questions. I wish I would have. I wish I would have now, looking back at it. This isn't the first time something strange has happened in my house, and I doubt it won't be the last. The end. Hmm. So, what do you think that was? I think the kids saw something. I mean, it, it could be imagination because kids do have such a vivid imagination, mm-hmm. but they're also really sensitive to seeing spirits and yeah. stuff. So. It could go either way, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so my next story is I'll do, I'll do this one. Uh, my dad yelled my name and turned out the lights, dot, dot, dot. My dad's dead. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a lot to type. So here's the exact text I sent my sister this morning explaining it to her. So since we moved things, uh, since so since we moved in, things will always be in different places or in different positions. I have a box under my bed with pictures of dad in it and a few notebooks, but somehow always manages to be pushed out from under my bed. I thought maybe it was Ebby, but it's pretty de- it's pretty dense and happens every single day. I finally opened the box the night before last, and all the pictures were still together except one was separate. It was the picture of me, you, which is the sister, and the and dad at Six Flags. Noted that was weird. I was like, okay, what happened? And what to bed. Last night, Josh and I were having a discussion, and it got heated about the day before and how we didn't go anywhere and blah, blah, blah. So I went to the bathroom, and I swear I heard Ash, which Josh never calls me, then a little louder, Ashley. And then when I ignored it that time, it was saying, 
Ashley. Like, it was in the room with me. I finally was like, what, Josh? Did you just yell to me? And he was like, no. He was sitting in the living room. I was in the bedroom bathroom. Sam, which I guess is the sister, I swear to fuck, I heard dad's voice. I've never cried so fucking hard. Then I told Josh and I, that I heard dad, and he was like, sometimes stress can cause audible hallucinations. The second he said this, the lights went out in our room and the living room and the porch. But the bathroom where I heard it stayed on in the kitchen where we weren't. Josh went to check the breaker and it wasn't tripped. He got scared and thought maybe someone was in the crawl space, but I know I heard dad. Just to be sure, we called the police to search the house, and of course, they found nothing. Oh, wow. And then, um, as an edit, this person also adds, my sister just said that when her and her boyfriend argue, this happens to her too. It's kind of like the dad's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Being you're protective. Not gonna, yeah, you're not going to fucking talk to my daughter that way. <laughs> Literally over my dead body. That is not happening. <laughs> so I think that's so sweet. That's just the dad looking out for his little girls. I love it. Just dad things on just ghoulie things. Just dad things. I love that. Yeah. Okay. My last story is called My Family Home Was Haunted. So this one is a little longer, but okay. it's not it's not that bad. For some context, I am a 20-year I am a 21-year-old female now. When I lived at home, I was 5 to 17 and I lived and when I lived here, okay, when my mom and siblings lived here. The house is located in a place called Church Gresley, located in the Domesday Book and it was first recorded in the Church Gresley as Church Gressley, in 1363. Holy crap. That's old. The, ta- the next town over is called Castle Gressley, um, for obvious reasons. It used to have an old, ca- an old castle on a hill. The hill and the dip is still there to be seen today. Oh, wow, that's cool. Um, I assume it was named after some guy named William de Gressley. I have no idea who he is. The church was built in the 12th century and mason pottery in the 1800s. The neighboring villages also used to be mining villages. I lived in a house that had a mine shaft in the back garden. So the town was old and paranormal stuff wasn't really unheard of. It's just that no one really talked about it. According to some neighbors, it was the norm and they never even got scared when occurrences happened. I have always been sensitive to the paranormal and I can sense when presences and I can sense presences really easily whether I see them or not. The first occurrence happened when I was around six or seven. I was sat on the sofa watching television with my ex-stepdad and my mom. Suddenly, we heard heavy footsteps in their bedroom walk across the landing in the upstairs hallway that, that went down the stairs. Once they reached the bottom step, they just stopped. We sat there for a few seconds just staring at each other. As soon as I asked what that noise was, the footsteps ran back upstairs and into the bedroom. I shuddered, and my mom just told me to ignore it and not mention it to anyone. I just shrugged it off and figured at this at the time she knew best. It happened almost daily. It went on for years and years, and everyone in the house just sort of got used to it. Just to note, ever since the first incident, uh, it always made me feel uncomfortable. I hated this presence or whatever it was. I never liked being in the house, and I got really negative vibes. I could never explain it. I was sat outside once, and the neighbor's daughter came out. I was now about 11 or 12 at this point, and she was a lot older than I was. I said hello, and she sat next to me on the pavement. At this point, she was the only one that I had told about the incidents. She, uh, 
She also believed me and said something similar happened in her house, though I can't really remember exactly what. We just sat talking about day-to-day things at that point. I was sat on the sofa, and then so now this is like another story. Um, I was sat on the sofa. The door into the hallway near the stairs and front door was open for some air because it was warm. I heard the footsteps coming down the stairs, and I thought nothing of it until I saw a man as clear as day walk past the television and into the open plan kitchen. He was a miner, blackened soot face, piercing blue eyes and brown hair. I stood up and screamed. I ran into the kitchen and he was just stood there staring up at the ceiling. I felt a lot of sorrow from him. And as I calmed down, I realized I wasn't scared of him. Not one bit. Uh, He turned and looked at me and I realized that he had tears going down his face. I just felt sorry for him. I stood in the archway, not knowing what to do or say. I managed to get out a few words. I just told him I was sorry he was dead. I could sense he had died in a horrible way, and I did not know what else to say. He smiled and nodded and left the room. I did not see him after that. I knew for a fact that he was not the negative presence I had always sensed in the house. He was just a sad soul that had probably died of getting crushed by something. After that, I always heard the footsteps, either running or walking, but I never saw the sad miner again. Since I had, I felt more at ease for some reason. I felt like maybe I had gained a guardian angel. Maybe because it, maybe it was because I had shown him, I had showed him some kindness, and I'm glad I did. I hope his soul is at peace now and he can rest. Throughout my life, I continued to feel paranormal presences around me, some good and some bad. I'm just glad I'm not in that house anymore. Stay safe, everyone. The end. Hmm. That is just a whole mix of experiences that I think leads to a single spirit, personally. Yeah. Um, do you think that it's connected to the house? Or do you think maybe it just happened to, like, it was connected to the person, uh, like, the, the person that this experience was taking place with i think that the house definitely has that one spirit in it that stomps up and down the stairs Mm -hmm. um maybe like a residual haunting but i think there was some kind of connection to whoever wrote this with the sad minor okay i think that that was kind of special to them and do you think that this minor was trying to connect with them like trying to get their message of maybe closure or something uh, probably. Yeah. Maybe they just needed some closure. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if the minor and the footsteps have any relation at all. Me too. It would make sense, wouldn't it? I mean, it's, I've heard crazier. So, I mean, there's yeah. just so many different theories you can think of, um, in regards to this, because was this all just based on that property? Yeah. Or so you you have to think maybe they. I wonder if residual hauntings and intelligent hauntings still see each other. Ooh, good question. Or if they're on different spectrums themselves. Hmm. Right. Food for thought. Mm-hmm. Think. On, sit on that one, folks. All right. My <laughs> last story. Is titled, and this is this is probably going to be the story of my life one day if I have kids. It's titled, My Daughter Used to Really Scare Me. <laughs> uh, okay, so hello, everyone. 
Even though I consider myself a very rational science person who doesn't believe in the paranormal, some experiences with my daughter have led me to at least be more open about this. And also, it is still something I am super fascinated of, even if I struggle to truly believe it. I also never really talked about the experiences, so I'm going to tell you about them since I am surrounded by people just like me who brush this stuff off. It all started in my last apartment when my daughter was like four. I'm a single mom and we have been we have been only the two of us after I separated from her father. The first thing was we were both playing in our room. She seemed very focused on the play mobile game when this conversation happened. D. Mom, he wants you to say hi. Me. What? Who? The play mobile figurine? D. No, Mom, the monster. He's sitting right next to you. Can't you see it? Me. Slightly uncomfortable. No, baby, I can't see him. You sure he's there? D. Yes, you really can't see him? He's waving at you. And then she started waving at something invisible next to me. I brushed it oh, off as fantasy and changed the topic back to our playing. Another time, we were also playing with her play mobile stuff, which was between me and her, and she was sitting across from me with her face showing towards me. While we were playing, she annoyingly turned around and looked back and made, me, and made the go away movement with her hands and said, stop. And after a few seconds later, she turned around again, did the same movement and said, stop it. I asked her what is wrong, and then she came to me and sat on my lap and did the same gesture and said, go away. I asked her again what was wrong, since I was really confused. She was like, the monster keeps touching me, and I don't like it. Honestly, this is where I started being creeped out. I said, leave her alone, monster, and proceeded to play with her and distract her, but this is where I started feeling uncomfortable in my apartment. The worst was one night, though, when we decided to sleep in the same bed in my room since it was the weekend. I remember I woke up after 3 a.m. in the morning and saw her sitting on the bed staring at a wall. I asked her why she isn't sleeping, and she said, I can't sleep when that man is standing next to our bed. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. Now... As I said, I'm a really rational person who who attributes these things to the kid's blooming fantasy, but in that moment, it took both my non-existing balls to tell her it is okay and cuddle up with her until she fell asleep instead of freaking the fuck out and leave the apartment in the middle of the night. <laughs> I still kept telling her it was just fantasy that all kids have. What was stranger to me, though, was that all these things stopped happening when we moved. She never talked about a monster or weird men again, never told me she saw something that I couldn't see. I know, compared to other stories that I've read here, it's probably rather lame, but I still get goosebumps whenever I think about that time in my former apartment. Just wanted to get that out there since I never really talked about this like I just wrote down here. Thank you to everyone who reads the whole text, and sorry for any mistakes. Uh, And then, as an edit... Uh, she adds, just realized that it is also in that apartment where I had my first and only sleep paralysis experience. I was sleeping on my stomach as usual and woke up and couldn't move or speak. Suddenly, I noticed something stroking my hand and whispering my name into my ear. It was super terrifying in that moment, but I know what sleep paralysis is, why it happens, and that it can cause all kinds of hallucinations. So for me, it was 100% this. It never happened again, thankfully, but I'm also really glad I'm out of that apartment since all the weird shit happened there only. Oh, wow. Yeah, that apartment was haunted. Oh, definitely, by some creepy man. Oh, imagine. No, and that's why And that, she's like, she's like, my child scared me. Yeah, that <laughs> child would scare the shit out of me, too. Just having a full-blown conversation with something that's supposedly right next to me? No yeah, thanks. Yeah, no. No thanks. Fuck this shit on out. That kid needs to be put into a sage and salt bath. Just, just... <laughs> Put her head underwater for like five seconds and then bring it back up. Like, all right, you're good to go. All right, you're my child again. 
All right, Lily. So that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 58. Uh, do you have anything you would like to add before we go on with the socials? Uh, be careful because your bathroom's probably haunted. It that seems is, like everyone's bathroom's haunted. That is very true. All right, guys. On with the social, shall we? We shall. Follow us on Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook like page, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group, Just Ghouly Things Podcast group. Follow uh, follow us. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at justghoulythingspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and I want to add also, um, I read an article recently. We've talked about it a couple times that a lot of people are having weird dreams going on. Mm-hmm during this pandemic so if you have any weird dreams uh in future episodes we're going to be reading some of our boo things weird dreams on (gasps) air so love that yeah so if you have a creepy dream that's been going on during the pandemic whether it's a recurring one or just one random one that happened that you remember uh email us at just bully things podcast at gmail.com thank you so much for listening boo things and we will talk to boo tomorrow Goodbye. goodbye